Hello, and welcome to the InVivo podcast. I'm David Wild, pharma and biotech reporter for InVivo. Today, I'm speaking with Matthew Fujisawa, Senior Vice President of Strategy and Corporate Development at London-based Benevolent AI. Benevolent AI is an AI-enabled drug discovery and development company. I'm also speaking with Anat Nashitz, co-founder and CEO of Nine Exchange, an Israeli biopharma marketplace that, quote, unlocks the value of unloved, underfunded, or hidden assets through a seamless, initially anonymous online platform. Benevolent AI and Nine Exchange recently announced a partnership that will employ Benevolent's technology to support decision makers that use Nine Exchange to expand their assets indications and to help identify drug repurposing opportunities for existing assets within the Nine Exchange marketplace. I'm excited to hear more from Matt and Annette today about their respective companies, the new partnership, and the role of AI in asset acquisition and in drug development and repurposing. Matt, Annette, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you very much. Let's start with you. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, your prior experience, how you got to where you are, and about Nine Exchange? Yeah, with pleasure. Uh, I've been in life sciences for about 27 years a combination of investing, company creation, and other things. Most recently, I co-founded and co-led Orbimed in Israel. We probably know Orbimed, $20 billion healthcare investment firm. And with some friends, we created uh, Israel funds that have been operational and, and uh, have done really cool things. One of the things we did was the creation of 89 Bio as a spin-out from Teva, uh, which is now trading at $1.5 billion on NASDAQ. Post positive place-to-be data in two indications. Previously, I was at uh, Apex for a few years in London, and previously I was at McKinsey in London, and in fact, that's something Matt and I have in common, where in addition to the, McKin- the usual McKinsey stuff, I also did quite a few spin-outs from Big Pharma, and one of the things we created was a spin-out from Pharmacia called the Avitrum that then became Sobe. So this insight of there are really good things that somebody has that they may not need value, you know, can fund right now, whatever, has always been there in my mind. And I've seen others and myself uh, succeed with that. At the same time, as an investor, I saw myself kissing a lot of frogs and recognizing that some of the better assets actually are currently in the hands of industry, of biotechs or pharma who are not developing anything. So I thought we needed something that was closer to Tinder, LinkedIn, eBay put together for life sciences to make our work lives closer to how we live our personal lives. And that was kind of the genesis of Nine Exchange. And obviously we can tell you more about that. The additional insight behind it, just the final point is, whereas typically it used to be big pharma that had stuff sitting around on the shelf. Now there's so many biotech companies that have very large pipelines that they could afford to build when capital was abundant. And now they actually cannot afford and they have very small budgets to afford maybe one or two things. And they're having to potentially monetize stuff and they don't have the in-house BD resource to do that. So we're trying to make that easy for them through a host of things that we'll talk about in a moment. And Matt, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your trajectory up to where you are and a bit about Benevolence platforms for those not familiar with the company? Sure, I'd be happy to. I've spent about 15 years in healthcare and life sciences as a strategy consultant at McKinsey, as not mentioned, uh, also on the buy side of healthcare M&A, and in various corporate development and business development roles, um, and have worked as an operator and as a consultant and as a startup co-founder, and am particularly passionate about the intersection of technology and healthcare and the life sciences. 
So that brought me to the current role leading strategy and corporate development and at Benevolent AI, uh, where I'm responsible for defining our strategy, corporate level uh, and commercially, and to develop our partnerships and collaborations here within the company with companies like Nine Exchange. And at Benevolent, uh, we're working to build advanced artificial intelligence technologies and products that are transforming the way that scientists use biomedical data to innovate. We are founded in 2013, and our scientists have been working hand-in-hand hand with the technologists in the company to together build and train and fine-tune these AI models ever since. And our heritage is really a deep understanding of what we call the language of biology. And specifically, we've spent the last five-plus years uh, developing domain-specific AI models that incorporate a vast corpus of multimodal data that stretch across disparate research fields and therapeutic areas to uh, allow novel insights and hypotheses to be generated and tested. And the key is that these tools have been built you know, by scientists for scientists to use. And so they help to catalyze the process of drug discovery and development by intelligently interpreting huge amounts of data to decipher patterns and make connections that are simply impossible for humans to do by themselves. So uh, all of this drew me to the company and and you know trying to, to do something different and make a difference uh, with these, these great technologies and really empower scientists to uncover new insights from these data. Uh, and one of the the key insights that we've been really proud of in the past is the ability to make predictions around the full potential of a given drug uh, or, or candidate in terms of uh, the range of potential applications and indications that could be pursued. Uh, and so that's, that, that's you know what led us together. And that back to you. Can you tell us a little bit more about, uh, and I know you touched on it, but can you tell us a little bit more about how things are currently done in terms of asset identification and what the deficiencies are and how Nine Exchange addresses those deficiencies? So there are a number of ways that people go about this now, and I'm sure you both recognize this. People do any of the following. Actually, many of them on the buy side are the recipients of people approaching them, right? So while we all think we're very strategic about things, and some of, some of us get to be like that, a large portion of our time as buyers is just allocated to absorbing incoming and trying to figure out what to do with it, which is not terribly strategic. Uh, the second way is to go to conferences and such, which are fun. They're great for networking. I love them. The yield is really low because you'll meet people who happen to go to the conference, have time for you. You know, and it relies on your ability to do follow-ups and then do another one and find the right person and all those things. So it's not a great way to actually do business. The third one is to go through databases, which are great, but what you're lacking from databases is the intent. You get a list of everything in the universe, maybe, not everything in the universe, because a lot of it missing predominantly the clinical side is missing. But you don't know what people want to do with the asset. You wouldn't be aware that a biotech that has 20 assets on the list could potentially be looking at selling 18 of them. And you definitely wouldn't know that a pharma that has, I don't know how many assets, hundreds of them, have maybe half sitting around on the shelf. So those insights are missing. Uh, and what we're doing to address that is a number of things. First of all, we've built and thought through a very gradual process of trust building and disclosure. So what happens is, there's a nine-step process, actually, and that is not why it's called land exchange, and I'll let you guess afterwards why. Uh, but that actually starts anonymously, where people can find out who they are only by consent, and then when they consent to keeping each other's identity confidential, they can move on to disclosures similar to the way the process works at the moment, in terms of disclosing non-confidential, then confidential, and signing NDAs and such, all the way through final documents, but you're doing it in a way where 
you already know who the other person is and you're doing it gradually. And there's a whole host of tools around that and services, including messaging and document uploads and legal documents that are standard if you want to use them and DocuSigning integrated, et cetera, et cetera, to just make it a really smooth, easy experience. And what people do is they sign up by invitation only. The user base is curated and that is really important. It's a membership. It's a club, really. It is not open to the universe. And it starts with my network. And then people like LinkedIn used to be invite their inner circle and then their other circle. And then it grows quality that way. And I'm sure we'll get to it, but the matches that we're already seeing from the benevolent collaboration just confirm how good an idea it is because people are finding each other and indications that weren't aware uh, were relevant to to each of them. Very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Um, we will get back to success stories, but first, Matt, if you can tell us a little bit more about this partnership and how it's structured for the two companies and how Benevolent will be leveraging their technologies as part of the partnership. Um, maybe I'll start by taking a little bit of a step back. And I think the one of the differentiating features of Benevolent AI is our deep expertise in developing biology-specific AI models. And, you know, this focuses on our comprehensive data foundations and our ability to reason across them. And you know, it's, again, the, the purpose is to generate novel biomedical discoveries. And we've had great success on this through target ID and target validation in our collaborations externally with partners like AstraZeneca, and then internally with our AI-generated in-house drug pipeline. But historically, you know, we've only used this powerful suite of tools, uh, you know, in in these sort of limited circumstances with select external partners, and uh, and then again for in-house drug discovery and development. And we uh, have recently stated our you know intention to expand the reach and impact of these technologies to put them into the hands of, of thousands of scientists. And, and really use our technology as, as a vector for, uh, for meaningful innovation as, as broadly as we can. And in that spirit, the partnership we have with Nine Exchange uses an enhanced version of a bespoke workflow that we created for identifying repurposing opportunities for a given drug. And you know, that concept itself was first used in the, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, in early 2020. And that's, that's probably a good place to illustrate what the technology can do. We use the technology to identify the potential effect of baricitinib, which is a, a drug that was marketed by Eli Lilly for rheumatoid arthritis, and it's, its possible off-label effects for SARS-CoV-2. And that identification was made in early 2020, in, in February, in the earliest days of the pandemic. Uh, and we published that hypothesis. And it was subsequently validated in large-scale trials by Eli Lilly uh, and indeed has been approved for that indication after showing a significant reduction in, in mortality in hospitalized patients of 38 to 46%. Uh, it's a great example of how the technology can be used for good and to have a potential to, to unlock new therapeutic applications. But it's this concept uh, that we wanted to introduce at scale that led to the partnership with Nine Exchange. So taking this same technological approach and trying to work with with Anot and and the exchange to generate insights across a huge range of different assets, uh, you know, really can unlock much more potential benefit. And to combine these two platforms and and technologies together, asset owners can unlock trapped value that isn't isn't known because the potential indications have not yet been identified. And buyers can acquire assets with uh, newly identified indications that might have been been previously unknown. And really, there's value to be created on both sides of the equation. It's a great 
example of how we can promote collaborations in the biopharma industry and, and you know, with technology uh, and insight generation at the center. The way that the process works is that our AI workflows generate hypotheses and provide insights to members of, of the exchange, uh, you know, related to the potential repurposability and expansion of these assets to support them in their decision making as they think about buying or selling a given asset. And we can do this to varying degrees of depth and granularity. And some of these are effectively automated by our technologies uh, with scientists in the loop for validation purposes, while others are more bespoke, thorough investigations that uh, that, that can be pursued over uh, over time in, in, in more detailed use cases. And that, as you start to touch on, maybe you can share um, a success story or two. And also, if you don't mind, talking a little bit about the business model of Nine Exchange because it isn't the typical company that we cover uh, in in vivo. We don't charge anything until you get to a deal in terms of from the clients, right? So there's a low percentage of a deal that gets charged similar to what industry standard would be. In addition, there are a number of insights and services that we're providing. Some of them we already know about, others will be announced in the next few months. And that creates the kind of ongoing uh, flow. We're trying to keep it as frictionless as possible, right? Because in the end, it is about, as Matt said, it's about creating access to people and it's about, in the end, accelerating bringing drugs to patients. And that is our number one priority, as funny as that sounds. So we actually want this wheel to work as quickly as possible and therefore listing fees and such we don't believe are a great idea. So it's pretty straightforward, actually. Can you share an example of maybe two parties that both swiped right? So I can't reveal them, right? There are, but there are many of them. So, so you ask what what I'm proud of, right? So, I'm first of all, I'm really pleased to see the quality of the members. We have big pharma, we have strong biotechs, both big and small. We have top academic institutions uh, that we have selected and selected assets within, and we have dozens of the top PCs, you know, definitely in the US and in other locations as well. So. That's already, to me, really important because that is the ecosystem that we're working with. And those are the people that are transacting offline now anyway. So bringing them online together is hugely important. And what's great about that is that many of them are both on the buy and sell side. So you're multiplying. The other thing I'm very pleased about is there are many people who've swiped right. I think that is probably the right Tinder form. (laughs) I don't use Tinder. But, uh, But there are many matches that have been made already and people that are progressing through the nine step process that I've discussed before and sharing information and, you know, doing things. So, so there is, and there are many matches that people didn't expect. For example, if there's a biotech trying to buy a drug, they wouldn't think to approach another biotech to get it from and vice versa. So we've got a lot of those. We've got pharma that have been trying to outlicense the drug and couldn't. And all of a sudden they've got matches with VCs, for example, that were not in their immediate circle because that tends to be the pharma model. As you know, they will go to 10, 20 people they have relationships with, but they wouldn't expand that. So those things have happened already. Now, what's been really great is that since we've started this partnership with Benevolent, the number of matches has multiplied very significantly because all of a sudden you'll have an asset, for example, that was posted for DMD. And it turns Turns out that it's got a pancreatic cancer indication. So the buyers of that asset will be different and they wouldn't know to find this asset otherwise. And the value will be very different. So you've got a whole new universe opening up. And that to me is very, very exciting. And we're seeing, you know, that accelerate the ball and really seeing more and more traction as a result of this. 
Matt, you did touch on this a little bit about how um, this new partnership is part of an expanded strategic plan for benevolent AI. Can you tell us a little bit more about that revised plan and why you chose to kind of expand the application of your platforms? We're all aware of how uh, much of a moment AI and in particular generative AI and large language models are having. Uh, and this increased consciousness, I think, points to what we believe for a long time um, in terms of the ability for AI technologies to fundamentally transform the way we work and live. That's one of the found, sort of founding principles of the company and, and, of course, is being amplified by what's going on in the world around us. And you know, we think that the impact on creativity and innovation and productivity are going to be massive. And the way that the biopharma industry discovers and develops drugs is is already being shaped by these technologies. And you know, we have had AI-enabled solutions for generating novel target predictions for a long time. There are solutions for understanding protein folding structures and optimizing trial design, and the list goes on. But we think this is really the start of that transformation. And much of our strategic focus going forward is about optimizing for that reach and impact that we think we can create you know, with, with our own technologies and, and the ones that we are rolling out. And we've announced the continued evolution of our AI platform and, and the new suite of products that draws upon our expertise and experience in LLMs and working with unstructured data and literature. Uh, and our new augmented intelligence engine is this foundational system that will reason across all of the data within an enterprise and that's in the public domain and from third-party sources, working in conjunction with tools like GPTs and adding this powerful platform of proprietary biospecific AI models that, that we've been known for for a long time. And broadly speaking, and this, this uh, strategic pivot is about placing collaborations that enable us to use this technology at scale in new ways. And you know, it's going to be for, a, we think, a huge variety of different use cases across the R&D spectrum and indication expansion and drug repurposing and, and the things we've talked about here are really important facet of where we see a lot of untapped potential that some of these tools can help to unlock. And furthermore, one of the themes of our suite of tools is that they help scientists to make more confident decisions more quickly. And you know, this is, I think, a way that we can surface insights for assets on the exchange that is really complementary to what Anat just described in terms of helping to you know grease the wheels of what has historically been a somewhat painful process. So this strategic plan is really centered on the technological aspects of that from an AI perspective in particular. And in this partnership, we're very hopeful that the the natural complementarity of you know our AI models and and insights that are generated on the exchange can you know, really help to, you know, extend and, and Im improve what's already what's already there in terms of the, the platform and the assets that are listed on it to accelerate you know, discovery and development of new therapies for new applications. And, and by the same token, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on the role that tech and AI might have in facilitating all kinds of partnerships in biopharma and biotech moving forward. Yeah, I think the potential is extraordinary, actually. Uh, first of all, it's it's um, it's a technology that everybody deserves to use. And I think at the moment, it's not exactly the case. And that's part of kind of the sneaky objective here, right? It's to get as many people as possible to be able to avail themselves of this very cool technology and potentially others where you're able to accelerate uh, what you're doing. And I think it's it's just the way drug discovery needs to, to happen. Uh, I see a lot of AI companies, by the way, who are kind of trying to figure out, are we going to be 
drug company or we're going to be a technology company. And it's kind of the same thing in the end. Uh, and whereas pharma integrate this uh, to some extent, or some of them do, there's so many companies that don't. So, so liberating that and democratizing that, I think it's hugely important. That's why I think what Benavla is doing is, is so very cool. Another point of that, which is from a different perspective, if you think about it, the chemical space is actually limited and the number of assets that have had clinical validation is even more limited. And if there's a drug that failed in phase three for various reasons, but through AI and other tools, we can discover that it can be used for something else through discovering what's the right subset of patients, what's the right adaptive trial design, you know, is it another indication, whatever it is. Those tools exist, and I think it's a crime not to use them because in the end it goes to patients, it creates value. It's a thing we should just be doing on a regular basis. That's not future of drug discovery. It's the present of drug discovery. So it's just about getting that to everybody. Very exciting times. So Anat, Matt, thank you both for talking about this partnership and sharing your thoughts. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Take care. Thank you, David. Take care. For more pharma, biotech, and medtech news and insights, visit the InVivo website.